Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca. Course in Miracles podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you again to everyone who's been tuning in. Um, shout out to Maggie. I, it's the, I think I've mentioned this before. The, the thing about podcasting or broadcasting in general is you never know who you are reaching. You never know how far your reach is, which is one of the main reasons to be as responsible as you can regarding the language you use. And I don't mean like profanity versus, um, I don't mean like clean language versus like allowing yourself to swear or swearing versus non-swearing. I mean um, the responsibility taking responsibility for the frequency of your words. Um, because words are, I've heard it said, words are spelling. Like they call, they call, words are spells. Each word is a spell and that's why they call it spelling. So words are in fact magical and they can be white magic or they can be black magic. They can be good magic, neutral magic, and they can be black magic. And it's very easy to um, not only use language in a way that hypnotizes others in a not-so-good way, um, it's also, you know, very possible to become hypnotized by language as well. And I have a friend, Greg, and he says, um, he, he, he basically says, we're all, we're basically all, being hypnotized in some way, or we're always under some sort of spell. Um, and I would be, you know, if we're tuned into any sort of media outlets, we are in a lot of ways subject to the associated spells that come with them. And so it's important to be uh, responsible for what it is that we are broadcasting. And so the intention for this podcast has always been, my intention has, has been to be as responsible as I can uh, regarding stories I share. And this podcast is mostly profanity free, um, which is, which is cool. But I just encourage you to get clear regarding what you are broadcasting and the spells that your words might be casting and the, the four agreements Don Miguel Ruiz, the, I believe it's the, the second agreement is be impeccable with your word. I've, I've talked about this before, I believe, on this podcast. But he basically says that words are magic, as I've just, just stated, and that we can create good things with our words or we can create not so good things with our words. So I had always interpreted be impeccable with your word when I first just kind of flipped through that book as as like honor your word, do what you say you're going to do, kind of like integrity, which there's certainly an element of that to uh, his discussion or his teachings on being impeccable with your word. But he really expands it out into the, the power of language itself. And it's a really, um, it, can be, it can be a challenge because we as human beings can get tripped up very easily. We're going along. We're having a great day. We've done our Course in Miracles lesson in the morning. We've meditated. We've prayed. We've asked God to direct our thinking for the day. And then something happens. 
right? And there's that opportunity for us to perhaps use language in a less than savory way or to cast black magic with our language. Now, we're all human beings, so we are not um, expected to be perfect in any way, but we are expected to course correct. So when we catch ourselves in those little ego moments, when we catch ourselves being less than loving, there's an opportunity for us to course course correct. And very often the Holy Spirit will speak to us through our brothers and sisters. So it says it's at some, it says in the course text somewhere, I'm not sure exactly where, um, but that we will, if we are, if, if we, if we get thrown off course, if we get caught in a little ego tirade or whatever, we will be gently corrected and it's really fascinating because I, I'm starting to notice the, the fine-tuning effect that this Course in Miracles stuff is starting to have on my being, meaning I will think a thought that is not loving, and then immediately, like, someone, you know, next to me at the grocery store will say the thing that I needed to hear to correct that thought without me having said anything to them, right? So this really starts to become, you start to have an experience of your mind being joined with the minds of others, the, the sort of more, the, the, the more advanced your understanding of this course material becomes. So I had a really beautiful experience with yesterday's lesson, um, God is the strength in which I trust, There's this part towards the end of it where it says, in the latter phase of the practice period, try to reach down into your mind to a place of real safety. You will recognize that you have reached it if you feel a sense of deep peace, however briefly. And I was doing the lesson first thing after I woke up, and I had this overwhelming sense of of peace, of deep peace. And it, it was brief. It was like we're talking like a couple of seconds, but it felt like... In those couple of sentences, it was like a doorway into something, like a doorway into basically heaven. And that's what it said here. It says, let go. That's what it says in Lesson 47. It says, let go of all trivial things that churn and bubble on the surface of your mind and reach down and below them to the kingdom of heaven. This is a place in you where there is perfect peace. There is a place in you where nothing is impossible. And that was what happened to me (laughs) yesterday in doing the lesson. I had this little glimpse into that heavenly world. And and I think that you could you could almost go so and on the subject of of words and language and spelling and good spells or bad spells or good magic or black magic, that you could you could go you could extend that into the, the realm of thinking. So what we're doing here is we are learning again to align our thinking with the thinking of God, with the thinking of the Holy Spirit. So there's the thinking of God and then that's just too much for a human to comprehend. And so then we've got JC, we've got Jesus, and then we've got the Holy Spirit, and they act as intercessors between us and God. So they they take that which is infinite and almost incomprehensible because of its sheer power, and they distill it down into language or thought language and, and, and word language that 
that we can comprehend as human beings. And uh, it, was, it was just this really beautiful little sort of respite. And, you know, I, I realized that respite from the insanity of the ego. I think that's the right word, respite. Um, and I, do, I realize I talk about surfing quite a bit. Um, my, my surfing, I, 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 I tuned in to the Holy Spirit. It took about 30, 45 minutes to do my Course of Miracles lesson, then my 12-step work, and then my kundalini, my kundalini yoga. And that, that takes me about 40, 30 to 45 minutes every day. And I notice that when I take the time to intentionally tune in with God, and then I jump in the water and go surfing, I get more waves <laughs> because I am at one with all of, like, I'm more at one with the entire universe. And I've taken the time to become deeply, to deeply connected to myself, to God, to others, to the planet. And things just seem to work out for me when I'm in the water. Surfing is very metaphorical. Um, like it's when, when you're catching a, a wave on the ocean, there's, it, it's, it's fascinating to ponder the fact that this thing was created thousands of miles away and the energy of it is coalescing on this beach, you know, at this, is at coalescing at what is, you know, referred to as a break, surf break, and surfers get to capture these beautiful little moments of the infinite on the faces of these waves. And the more in tune I get with the thinking of God, the more in tune I am with the entire universe. So it would then make sense that I would sort of magically find myself in the proper position to make the other surfers jealous. Surfers are funny. They have these little, there's like these little rivalries among surfers. There's like this kind of, and sometimes it very, it, it has very often historically led to physical violence. Um, every day, I think it leads to physical violence somewhere. Uh, surfing is a really interesting endeavor. So, um, thank you for listening to my somewhat long-winded intro. Uh, the lesson for today is is pretty short, and I'm just going to jump right into it. Lesson 48, there is nothing to fear. The idea for today simply states a fact. Is it not a fact to those who believe in illusions, but illusion? It is not a fact to those who believe in illusions, but illusions are not facts. In truth, there is nothing to fear. It is very easy to recognize this, but it is very difficult to recognize it for those who want e illusions to be true. Today's practice periods may, will be very short, very simple, and very frequent. Merely repeat the idea as often as possible. You can use it with your eyes open at any time and in any situation. It is strongly recommended, however, that you take a minute or so whenever possible, to close your eyes and repeat the idea slowly to yourself several times. It is particularly important that you use the idea immediately should anything disturb your peace of mind. The presence of fear is a sure sign that you are trusting in your own strength. 
The awareness that there is nothing to fear shows that somewhere in your mind, though not necessarily in a place you recognize yet, you have remembered God and let his strength take the place of your weakness. The instant you are willing to do this, there is indeed nothing to fear. So I've mentioned, I've mentioned this before in this podcast. This is, this is not where you want to go and do a course in miracles, uh, a, a course in miracles number on someone. Like let's say that someone is um, running, from a, running from a lion and, and, and you see that they're terrified. You don't want to pull a course in miracles on them and say, well, there's nothing to fear. It's nothing to fear. It's just a lion. Like, it, this, this does not mean that things do not still happen in the world. This does not mean that the world of illusions is, it's like, yes, it's saying the world is illusion, but the illusion is very much real to the majority of the people who are stuck in it, right? So in order for the matrix to truly be the matrix, it has to have actual things that we can see, hear, feel. It has to have pain, physical pain that we can experience. It has to, that the matrix has to have that component of it to solidify the notion that the illusion is real. Does that make sense? So we don't want to um, use this as an avenue to, you know, spiritually bypass things. It's, we don't want to use this, this particular lesson as an excuse to drive like maniacs or as an excuse to, you know, venture into places that we have no business venturing. We don't want to use this as an excuse to avoid the things that occur in the world and that occur in the world of bodies to such an extent that we cease behaving like responsible citizens, right? That being said... This stuff is real. Like, like this, this, um, this concept or this fact that there is a real world and that that real world is the world of God and that we are able and capable of achieving a state of heaven on earth by aligning our thinking with the thinking of God and by doing our atonement, forgiveness work. So by us continuing to be these little miracle workers on a mission from God, we are slowly and surely uh, supporting all of humanity in returning to God via the atonement, which as I mentioned before, it's the, very, the, the same concept as that of a bodhisattva in the Buddhist tradition. And the bodhisattva has made a um, like a contract to with the universe, with God, with whatever it is you'd like to call it, to continue being born and living through this three-dimensional time-space reality until every single being in the entire planet has been enlightened. And I believe that the the miracle worker, the the miracle worker on a mission from God, which is what those of you who are tuning. Uh, into this podcast have chosen to be, whether or not you realize it, it's, this, it's the same thing. 
So we are walking very noble and meritorious, I think that's a word, meritorious spiritual paths here. So we are on a, a path of great nobility and we are becoming humble or we are humble and powerful little servants of the divine. So every time that you choose to forgive instead of to harbor hatred or resentment towards, you are doing a profound service for the entire universe. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, the, the, not, the download numbers keep going up and up and up, and I keep finding out um, that... I find, out more, I find out more and more often that there are people who I would never expect to be listening who are, in fact, listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Have an amazing and blessed day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.